dollars that we have, one of the verses that tells us to uh, pay all its owed taxes, and, and which reminds me, we're get, we just passed that, didn't we? Uh, when was tax day? What was April 15th? Was it June 15th? June, okay, good. That's so all here. The, uh, but the thing is that respect those who we should respect. Honor those who honor is owed to. Uh, we're honoring fathers. And we're doing that for a reason, because those fathers who, who seek Christ, who near and, and bring Christ to their family, they deserve honor. They do the hard work uh, of getting it done. Two weeks ago, we did mothers. This is Father's Day. Uh, we choose to honor mothers and fathers because mothers and fathers are a 24-7, 365 days a year job which we hope ends in 18 years. Uh, maybe we get an extension course for college or, or, or events inside their lives. So today's dads. Uh, it's a day uh, when we honor authority, leadership, and God's design for the family. And most importantly, I think, uh, to honor those dads that step in and take responsibility. Uh, a verse that comes out of Deuteronomy talks about a dad's responsibility. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And here's the general command. Love God with all your heart, your soul, and all your might. We just talked about that two weeks ago. And, and these words that, that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Uh, you shall talk to them as you sit in your house, as you walk down the way, uh, when you lie down, and when you rise. It's the job of the family to pass on a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ to the next generation. It's, it's their opportunity. It's that 24-7, 365 that, that they have to be able to input, to, to put out a, an example, a model uh, of what a Christian man should be, what a Christian family should be. It's one of those rare opportunities, 18 years, to do the most important thing is to form the next generation, is to pass Christ on to the next generation. Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Don't, don't frustrate our kids. You know, sometimes today fathers frustrate their kids most by not being a dad, by being inconsistent as a follower of Christ by not having a standard, well-known uh, process of growth and discipline inside the family. So that's, that's the opportunity to, to lead by example, to stand against the false lies and false philosophies and teachings of our time, teaching our kids about Christ. Uh, Crossroads, um, uh, we have those families. We have those mothers. We have those fathers. There's a group that have banded together to lead and teach their families. Uh, they gather around the youth program, the Promised Land Ministries upstairs. They meet together. They pray together, uh, meet as families and, and pray together. They study together. They encourage each other. Uh, on behalf of this group, you know, the uh, all fathers, all mothers, you're invited. So if you know a, a, a couple, uh, a mom, a dad that's in the parenting process and would like some support, would like to connect up with other people who are seeking Christ and have this burning desire to teach their kids about him. Uh, join them. On behalf of this group, you're invited. Uh, these are challenging times. You know, during our parenting process, you know, I'm not going to say it was ever easy. My wife would slap me silly if I ever said that, because it wasn't easy, but at least everything in culture wasn't going against us. So, uh, please, uh, we, we, we encourage families to continue to do that. Uh, <clears throat> again, uh, let's, let's talk about a, a prayer that, that Jesus gave. And it, we don't often connect it, but we should. The Sermon on the Mount turned the world upside down. Jesus gathered his disciples together and he said some things that were so radical for the time, speaking into a divided culture, 
a religious culture that, that didn't know or love God, speaking into brutality where they killed their kids. If the wife didn't meet certain expectations, she was thrown out. And so he gathers his disciples together uh, and does a teaching. And he talks about praying. And he, and, and he says, don't heap up uh, empty phrases as the Gentiles do. In other words, this, this isn't without heart, just vain repetition of saying things to God. They think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. And, and here's actually the, the, the shift of the gear uh, that takes place. Our Father knows exactly what we need before we ask him. He knows. You know, we, we get in a conversation with God. We listen to God. But he already knows what, what's in deep inside of our heart. Probably better, not probably, better than we do. So God knows in this, this prayer process that goes on. And so he, he gathers them together. And, and they have the ability, the, the freedom, because of Christ. We have the ability and the freedom, because of Christ, to boldly... Humbly, but boldly go into the presence of God. It, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's a totally different approach than any other religion in the world. No other religion offers a direct, open path to God. Christianity is the only one. And, and here's the, this, the next prayer as we hear it. We, it starts with two words that no other religion can say, our Father. It's a promise of fatherhood. It's a promise of relationship. It's a, it's a promise of, of intimacy and closeness. It's a promise that, that God as our Father will protect, guide, help us, uh, know us, meet our needs, and all those. Just that's, that's what fathers do. So if you wouldn't mind, join me in prayer. We'll, we'll open with that. You know, our Father... You reside in heaven, but, but you also reside in our hearts. As we know you, we're seated in the heavenly places with you. You know, you're, you're our heavenly Father, and holy, holy, holy is your name. You are perfect in all of your ways. Your love, everything. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for this incredible privilege to know you. Thank you for demonstrating your love. While we were sinners, while we deserve nothing, Christ dies for us. Today, as we, we thank you for the fathers and the mothers who love you and who follow you and who are striving to bring and to lead your kingdom in their homes. Uh, thank you that they're seeking your will for themselves and their children that you give them. Thank you for knowing our needs. Thank you that you meet them. Thank you that you will give us wisdom needed to lead our families. Thanks for forgiving our sins, our failures, our multiple failures as we strive to follow you. Thank you that your grace covers our errors, our mistakes. You, you're beyond understanding. Thank you that you'll protect us from the temptations that do come at us in this world. Thank you that you'll show us a way to escape the challenges uh, the, the culture throws at us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to turn from our sins and to seek you. Thank you for giving us your heart, your strength, that we can forgive others who sin against us. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And there's a transition in there that uh, is going to be the center point of our, 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 our talk today. At the end, it talks us about temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Today we're continuing our series on reconnecting, if you will, in relationships. Now that uh, the separation is over and we're able to move about uh, publicly a little bit more, uh, we're continuing the series on how to connect with others. A couple of weeks ago we said how to reconnect with God. First, on his terms, not ours. Connect with him with honest, open love and grace. Celebrate the demonstrated love of Christ coming uh, to this earth uh, to lay his life down for us. To celebrate that. So, and out of that, to love God. 
with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor. Uh, you know, but in, in each of those areas, as we go forward, we, ha- we have to look at the culture that we live in today. We have to talk about uh, how they live, how we reconnect. There's a today's strange. Last week was stranger danger. Uh, I'm sorry, last week was, yes, stranger danger. This week is also about the same uh, kind of a topic. Last week it was the odd couple. They're different. They're weird. So they're strange. This week is real strange people that are out there looking to connect with us. It's a warning given to each of us as individuals. Each family here, each marriage is warned. Uh, We're warned as a church. We're warned as a community and as a country. Main verses for today. It talks about be prudent and see danger. If I could have written, what's wrong with this picture, by the way? Uh, I love that picture, by the way. Uh, A prudent person sees danger and hides himself. A simple person goes on and suffers for it. So today we're encouraging us to be prudent in the times that we live in. And we need to be specifically prudent because there's many false prophets who come at us not dressed as wolves, but dressed in sheep's clothing. But they're inwardly these ravenous wolves. wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. You know, this is, this is the warning, a prudent person, marked by wisdom. And, and that's my encouragement for each person. That's, that's my prayer, my desire for myself. I want to be prudent as, as I look at life, as I understand God and, and what's going on around me. And so prudent person, marked by wisdom, practical affairs, stranger. Now, here's, here's what we're talking about today is, is stranger danger. So stranger is a person that is unknown or he can be known, but we're not acquainted with him. We, we know who he is and what he is, but who is he really? We're not acquainted with anything other than the surface that comes at him. Danger, uh, exposure to liability, injure, pain, harm, and loss. So strangers bring the potential into our life. If we don't know them, we don't understand them, there can be liability injury, pain, harm, and loss. And, and we actually see that working itself out in our culture today. It, it, it's, it's clearly, there are clear and present dangers coming at us all the time. There are ravenous wolves roaming our neighborhood. They come into our home. They knock on our door. If they'll come in, if we let them in, they're in our schools, pray for our kids. There's wolves in the news media, the political system, and sadly, more and more in the church community that we live in. These wolves are a real danger. Warning here. Most people are not going to like what I'm going to say. Uh, as, we, as we look and we unpack this, I, I plan on challenging everyone because we're all exposed to prophets. We're all exposed to talking heads. We're all exposed to the ideas of our day. So we're going to challenge them in, in our personal beliefs. My, my intention is to offend equally Republicans and Democrats. I don't want any special treatment around here. Uh, I want to offend everyone. You know, looking at the wolves that roam in my life, I've been offended. You know, I've been uh, preparing. Uh, and, and quite honestly, I've had my toes, my toes stepped on several times as I look at my life and I look at the exposure I have to false teachers and often my reactions to them. So I hope to get on everyone's toes before you get out of here. Uh, if you're on Internet or something now, there you got the mouse. You, when you hope to step on your mouse's toes, too, if that's what it takes. But here we go. Uh, all of us see false prophets every day. You know, I was uh, uh, down in um, Newport Beach last week and we were walking through Costco, and uh, the guy came up to me and, and tried to sell me direct TV. How I always promises. He said, do you want it? I said, no. And I walked away, and for those of you who don't know, we moved into our house about 25 years ago. I went to the thrift store, and I bought an old used antenna for like 10, 15 bucks. I put it in my attic, and it has been there for 25 years. 
And so it gets the local, you know, the NBC, and you know, those kind of things mostly. It, no worries with that. And so now they've got a repeater station. That's all good. But I figured it out. We've been doing this for 25 years. At $50 a month, I just saved 20, or excuse me, $15,000. I got $15,000 in my pocket that I wouldn't have. I bought tools with it, so we really don't have it. But, but, the, but the point is that, but why, why that hit me down there was because we were at a, at a motel Marriott place at a timeshare, and we had cable. So whenever we go down there, I'll, I'll get the remote out of the little plastic bag it's in now and, and start clicking through the stations. And, you know, look at Fox, CNN, look at the local news, and everything else. And uh, I could only do it for a while. I had to turn it off. There was something just anger, strife, and the thing is it was polluting me. So, because uh, they were so angry, you almost have to take a side. Uh, these are ravenous wolves, these false prophets uh, that, are, that go at us from, oh, so many different directions. Uh, you know, this, they, they, they try to get two people screaming at each other. That's a successful show. If they can bring two people in from an opposite side and they yell at each other for a period of time, never listening to the other and never settling anything. Uh, so, uh, glad I don't have cable. If you don't, if you have cable, that's okay. You're probably more mature than I am. Uh, but again, the most common type uh, of false wolves and prophets that we see today in, two, in, two, in 2020, we invite them into our homes. We listen to them. Most of us have seen false prophets today. We probably listen to them. You know, they're familiar, but here's the thing about our false prophets that we invite into our home. We're, they're familiar. We'll recognize their face. We'll probably know their names. Some of them, uh, the better known ones and maybe the celebrities, will be their fan. We'll, we'll join their Facebook. We'll get their materials. We'll ask them to send stuff to us so that we can get more information from them. But we really, really don't know them. We see them on the outside. They're familiar but unknown. Uh, need to be prudent as we interact with them. A lot of reasons. They affect us. They have input. They have impact in every area of our life as we let. And here it is. Our mates are affected by what we let in. Our kids are affected by what we are let into our home. Our attitude is affected. You know, uh, we, we let our kids... Uh, learn from them, listen to their music, watch their post, hear their podcast. We even send our children to school to learn the philosophies of some, some very evil prophets that have spoken into the school system. These strangers are strangers because we don't know them. Uh, here's some of the most famous uh, prophets of our time. And uh, you'll recognize some of them. We're uh, we're trying to be fair. We want a wide variety. We, you know, we got NBC up there. We got CNN. You know, we got people. We, Fox even allows itself to be put up. You know, what is now? Does anyone in here really know them? We've heard them talk. Some of us have spent hours absorbing their interpretation and transmission of the news. And what's going inside of our culture? Do we know them? Do we know their relationship with God? Do we know their worldview? Do we know what they think is the most important thing that they're trying to accomplish? What is the most important, I don't like the word propaganda, but what is the most important propaganda indoctrination that they want to get across to us? You know, we should know that. After we watch them for a while, we'll get a hint. But we really don't get to ask the questions. We don't get inside of them. Very important. We do not know their hearts. And we do not know their spirits. What we see is the outside. They're familiar, but they're unknown. They pick and spin the news as it comes at us for their own personal benefit and their own personal 
agendas. Some of the best known people and some of the most respected great communicators. You know, are they sheep? Or are they wolves? Hmm. Let's, let's look at another group, and this is for, uh, this is for uh, parents. These are some of the, the current kid music people that are being listed. I just picked a group of them, uh, had them gathered together on the web. I don't particularly know any of them. Uh, don't think I've, but I'm not a music kind of guy. But, but now here's the thing, music. These are music stars, or kids listen to them. If, you, if you've got, my, I call them the modern miss. If you see a modern miss moving around right now, you know, the, a teeny bopper somewhere between 12 and, and 18, maybe they got skinny jeans on. They got their phone in their back pocket. They got the cord coming up. They got one butt in, the other one hanging out. They are way cool. Because even though they're present, they're not present. They're connected. They know what's going on. Now, the interesting thing about uh, these musical things that are taking place, the influence. What are, what's their worldview? Many of the kids are fans. They follow them. They look for their articles in magazines. They listen to every word. They, they go to their podcasts. They find out, what are they telling your kids? What are they telling your kids, you know, in their music? You know, if... Actually, it's kind of neat neat in a sick way that I think everyone else has had the experience. You're sitting at a stop sign and someone decides to come up with a boombox car and share their favorite rap with you. And boom, boom, and you, you're sitting there rocking to the tunes, but you don't make the mistake of listening to the words. So many of them are just, whoa, did you say that in public? Our kids are listening to that. You know, one of the things that we don't understand, the, I don't think we understand, I, the power of music. Parents, do we screen what our kids listen to? We, we may not be able to get into their hearts, worldviews, and minds, but we can watch their words. You know, good rule for parents. I told my kids, and I just passed this on, you can listen to any music you want to. They were so excited. Uh, all you have to do is just let me look at the words first. The, the enthusiasm left the building at about that time. But it, was, but it was one of those agreements that they knew I would check. What's that? What, what are you listening to? Let me hear that. This is before the time, before the time of earbuds, so they were kind of out in the open. Uh, but do we know what, we're, what those kids are listening to? Are, are they... Are they Good people? False prophets? Who are they? Are they destroying our kids? What are they advocating? I won't even go on because most of you know, most of the, a lot of the songs are just pornographic. They're hate. They're, they're filled with that. Let's go to another group of really mellow people who are very familiar to all of us. There they are. The big three in our country. These are, these are prophets. That's really what they are. They're talking heads they're carrying an agenda. They're advocating an agenda. They, they're speaking into us. They're trying to convince us to follow them, to vote for them, to send money to them. They're going to determine, uh, somewhere on the screen, the future of our country is going to be determined. So what's their agenda? Do we really know their hearts, their hurts, their morals? Do we know their real agenda? You know, once in a while, it's, it's interesting when they, they just come out and say, well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Really? That's not us. But we don't get inside of them. We really don't know. We get political slogans. We're in a, we're in a political year. We're not going to be able to escape it till November. Ads, flyers in our mailbox, uh, people calling and say, hey, what do you think? You know, so these are, these are voices now, challenge, even if you've picked one you're going to vote for, do you really know them? I mean, sometimes uh, we're, we're in a culture where you pick the least evil. So they're there. Here's a picture of something that concerns me greatly, and I'm not speaking specifically uh, about the situation that's taking place, but religious leaders... 
got together and they're going to pray for President Trump, which we should pray for our leaders. That's absolutely appropriate as we go forward. But I, most people didn't take the time, but I'll tell you how sick I am. I did some research on who these guys were. Some of them were Bible-believing, biblical Christians that lead valid ministries with solid, hardcore doctrine. They know exactly what the Bible says. They strive to live it out. They walk in the fruit of the Spirit. They've got truth on their side. They're, they're there. They're solid. They're, they're not false prophets. But as you scan the room and you start looking at some of the best-known ones and you do a little web search, you're going to find some doctrines that you'll go, Really? That can't be right. How did they get up so close to the president? Some of them are his spiritual advisors with some really sketchy doctrine. They're wolves. They, they promote false doctrine and, and talk people into it. What, what do they really believe? You know, the prudent research. Uh, because we live in a time when just because a person's a pastor or a spiritual leader, we can't trust them. Because we live in a time where people are looking for pastors, looking for teachers, looking for prophets who will tickle our ears. One of the things, and, and you got to go back through everything that I put up there, the newscasters, the music, uh, all of these different people that I put up there, what we do, because we're human beings, we look for people to tell us what we want to hear. We want people to agree with us. You, you flip to the wrong political station. Pfft, those guys don't know what they're talking about. Let me go back and let these other people yell at them. It's, it's one of these things that in the churches today, a time is coming when people don't endure sound teaching. They want their itching ears uh, tickled, accumulate for ourselves teachers to suit their own passions and turn away from listening to the truth uh, and wander into myths. This is true biblically. We can see it in our community. We can see it in our nation. Really in our world too. But this is true politically. You're not going to find a bunch of uh, Republicans listening to CNN. You're not, you're not going to see them sucking that stuff in and going, oh yeah, or NPR or the you know, national you know, you know, public radio. You're not going to hear it. And you're not going to find Democrats doing a chant and sending money to Fox News to, to get it going. We, we listen to who we want to listen to. We get our opinions affirmed as we go forward. So uh, here we go. Prudent person. What do, we, what do we do with this? We're back to the same picture. False prophets. How do we know a false prophet? How can we be prudent as we do this? You know, we're doing this message for a very simple reason. What we let in, what we listen to, what we allow in our homes, it touches our heart. We're to, we're to keep our heart with all vigilance because out of it flows the streams of life. We should put away from ourselves crooked speech, devious talk, put them far from us. Because it's our heart that defines who we are. Our heart. You know, we've asked each of these people, what's their heart? What's their heart? We don't know. So their words are affecting our heart. You know, that's Proverbs 4.23. And so we guard our hearts. You'll see these verses a couple times as we go along. Uh, the next one, can you put up the next one? It's a we got a slow clicker, not, not clicker here, but clicker, the computer's going slow the last couple of weeks. Here it is. Oh, I'm out of order. Well, oh, that's okay. Is the, uh, there it is. Keep your heart pure with all vigilance. Because out of your, a perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever, listen, who slanders his neighbor secretly, I'll destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. Boy, we just wiped out 90% of television. You know, again, and I'm, I'm overstating that, 
But this is the point that we have to be careful with. Our heart, our home, what we let in, it defines us in the long term. Protect our hearts. Keep it pure. You know, the thing is that our homes, our world, our nation, our community, our churches are all being torn apart. They're being, they're being polluted by false prophets, by fake news, hate speech, uh, propaganda, soft and hardcore pornography flows into our homes, into the lives and the hearts of our kids and our families. These influences are being used by satanic forces to destroy us. And the truth is, our country's in danger. We, we talk about this, uh, talked about it last week, talking about it again this week. If we don't stop, the, there's going to be, we are a kingdom divided against itself. It will not stand. If it's divided, that house will not be able. If we continue to be divided, pulling ourselves apart. Now, here's, I, you know, I, I love this verse. I use it in parenting all the time. When a husband and wife are fighting, a father and a mother in a situation, and they can't come to agreement. Look at what happens. No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And I tell mothers and fathers, this is a rotating deal. If you tell your kids what they want to hear, you're loved. If the other one disagrees, you force them to hate them. If they see those divisions, if they see those strifes between you, that, that this division is taking place in the core leadership of the home, it's a love-hate relationship, and it goes back and forth. If, if, if you give in this time and you make the kids happy, they hate the other. I'm sorry. That's our country. Democrats and Republicans. The parents are fighting, and we're forcing citizens not just to not like the others, but to literally hate them. It becomes a hate deal inside of our country. And this is pulling us apart. Do I have an opinion or what? Aren't you glad you came? Uh, <laughs> these political parties are divisive. Uh, there's more radical agendas, radical progressives, radical socialists. Uh, everyone's fighting inside of the, the governmental family. They won't sit down and talk. Uh, all three branches, the political system, the judicial system, and the legislative system, they're just at each other all the time. The citizens are in a climate of political division. You know, it's a love one, hate the other. And just take a look around. Divisions of anger in Washington, D.C., Sacramento, or City Hall. If you want to talk about the casino for a while, let's split the room. You know, uh, special interest groups enter in. Uh, and they, people donate money to them, but we really know what they want. You know, it's the NEA versus the NRA, the AARP against those who want to reduce Social Security, environmentalists, uh, climate change activists against corporate CEOs, uh, against other people that, that make money off energy, LGBTQ against traditional values, public school advocates against homeschoolers. I was talking to someone. Do you know what a vaxxer is? A vaxxer is someone who gets a vaccination. But there's a whole group of anti-vaxxers who will not vaccinate their kids and they don't want them to get vaccinated. It's a secret, it's a secret handshake kind of deal. My kids are okay. It's, you know, uh, another area of division that takes place. Uh, lobbyists pushing special interests to pay them and it's bribes. Uh, Radical social ideology, white supremacists over Africa. Oh, man, that's a crew. Voices speaking, the Internet podcast. Do we know them? I'm, how many times am I going to say that? We're facing a battle with our enemies, but do we know the tactics of our enemies? Do we really know who the enemy is? Democrats, Fox News is not the enemy. Republicans, CNN not the enemy. No, there's an enemy beyond that. You know, I, I was getting ready for this. I, I look back and I use this all the time. I, I flew 900 combat missions in Vietnam. I had to learn the tactics that would keep me alive. Uh, we, what areas to avoid? Don't go there. 
Uh, they had guys that would come up on the air and they would try and talk to you like they were English and guide you to do the wrong thing at different places. But one of the facts that was there, 90% of all helicopter damage was done when the helicopter flew between 100 feet and 900 feet. 90% of all hits took place there. Now, even Marines figured it out. Don't fly between 100 and 900 feet. Either get higher or get real low in the weeds. That's just understanding the enemy and understanding the situation. Who's your enemy? We're talking about an attack against your heart and against your home and against our country. The enemy is not spiritual, political stuff down here. It's spiritual forces in the heavenly places. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against Republicans, Democrats, liberals, radicals, conservatives. We're wrestling against spiritual forces in the heavenly places, against cosmic powers over this present darkness. All of those, that's where we do the fight. That's the real enemy. And we're told, be sober, sober-minded, be watchful. Our devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour resisting firm in the faith that's our battle that's our battle you know this year in 2020 june we see covid19 pandemic economic pandemics uh, we see injustice and demonstrations taking place those are enemy tactics that are taking place god allows them he's trying to get our attention but it's sending out in the middle of us their they sense false prophets. And they don't always look obvious. Matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. They dress up. They look good. From what we see and normally what we hear, we're not going to say, well, that's a false prophet. You know, uh, they're deceitful workers. They disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. They disguise themselves as good people. Even Satan does that. He disguises himself as an angel of light. He's not ugly. He's beautiful. When he tempts us, it's a beautiful thing. It's going to feel good. It's going to be for our benefit. Look at what he's doing for us. But the truth is, he's a liar. He, he can't do anything but lie. He was a murderer from the beginning. He doesn't stand in the truth. There's no truth. He lies. So don't expect prophets to come up and say, oh, by the way, I'm a false prophet. Uh, don't, don't listen to me. No, they're going to come up. We have to look. Look at their lives. We have to look at their lives. And, and how to identify a false prophet? Pretty simple. Do they follow the Bible? Can you take what they're saying and put it up against the Bible? God has given us a perfect grid to run uh, against people who talk into our lives. It's the Bible. It's, it's, it's God-breathed. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that we'll be completely equipped for every good work. It tells us what's true. It makes us ready. We know we can take a false prophet's agenda, his speech, his plan, and look at his life and, and put it against the Bible. And, and so what does he say from there? Does he keep God's commandments? Does, does he love God enough to do that? Is he living his life like Jesus Christ? You know, I probably shouldn't mention this, but in our last election and in the campaign and in the debates that we had on the Republican side, there was a Christian. He got up on the stage and they asked him the questions and he wasn't bitter, backbiting, and fighting. And, and everyone said, he's too wishy-washy. Get him out of there. Oh, his mistake was he acted like a Christian with wolves all around him. And they ate him for breakfast. Still would vote for him. But that's the world we live in. If, if we start looking at people, look at their lives. The Bible is a guide. Warning here. And, and it's a, an important warning. Why do I do this to you? Come on. Uh, here's the thing. Now, we cannot apply the Bible to non-Christians. We should expect them to act like non-Christians. We should expect 
them to have different agendas, to not follow the Bible, to not have the same priorities, to not have the same truth. We should expect that in them. So we, that's not our issue. You know, it's, we're told, don't associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he's guilty of sexual immorality, greed, idolatry, a reveler, a drunkard, a swindler. Don't even eat with such a... Don't even eat with them. So if they claim Christ, they put themselves under that bond. But here it is. Because what do we have to do with judging outsiders? They're outside the church. God takes care of them. So if, if there's no profession of faith, well, then you would expect them to not follow the same priorities. But when they claim Christ, well, then they're obligated to follow the Bible, to live like the Bible. So what are the things that, that we would look for? Uh, very simple list. It's called the fruit that comes in their life. Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know a false prophet by its fruit. Is there good fruit? Is there bad fruit? I'm growing fruit trees right now. Uh, I've got some really sour apples. I don't know what to do about that. I'm going to pour sugar on the roots or something. Uh, but here's, the, here's when you look at people. If you look at someone's life and you see lust or sorcery, that, okay, those are the, But how about hostility? How about if they're quarreling? How about if there's outbursts of anger, dissensions, division? These things just come at us out of the TV. So if, if, you're, if you're seeing those things come at you from someone, you can say, oh, 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 that's coming from his heart. There's a little insight into his heart. Now, on the other side, if, if you see someone interacting with, with joy and love, patience, listening to the other person and interacting, uh, self-control if they're gentle, and, and, and the way they approach and deal with other people, that's a totally different head. There's someone you can listen to. If you're looking at someone that's offering, if you will, compromise to get a problem solved, then, then you may have a Christian there. This applies to everyone. You know, politicians, celebrities, pastors, everyone. Podcast, YouTube, you know, emails. I, I don't know about anyone else, but the emails, they just keep coming. If you, if you click on it, look at one thing, your inbox is full from different political organizations trying to win your favor. And it just takes a minute to look at them and then go down and block them. Because all you see is hate and division coming at you. So uh, my block box is, is building up. People will know we're Christians if we have love for one another. We said this last week. When we disagree with people, when we're an odd couple, we still accept them. We still love them. We even love our enemies. You know, if, we, if we're angry with our brother, we're guilty of judgment. If we insult someone, if we say, you fool, you know, I, how can you, you know, I don't even need to say that because that's all you see on TV, back and forth, these, these debates and arguing. You know, the truth is, as we go in this, uh, it's love, it's what's in our heart, the fruit of our lives. You know, what do we sow into our homes what do we sow into our lives? I said our heart and our homes. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because God is not deceived. God is not mocked. In other words, made fun of. Whatever we sow into our hearts, whatever we sow into our homes, it'll, it'll reap that. If we sow to the Spirit of God with love, joy, peace, we'll reap eternal life and joy. All that goes with it. But if we sow to our flesh of evil, anger, we're going to reap that back. So it tells us not, not to grow weary of doing good. Don't be deceived. You know, when we look at strangers, we listen to them over time, they produce a crop. You know, if we listen to false prophets and wolves, we're going to become polluted and angry. It, I guarantee it. If you listen to them long enough, you'll start to have an opinion, and you'll start agree or arguing with them, yelling back at the TV. Isn't that mature? Yelling back at uh, the radio as you're driving. I can't believe you're saying that. 
When we let them pollute us and we get angry, we now become part of the problem instead of part of the solution. You know, guard our hearts with all diligence. It's our heart was where this stuff goes. Don't be anxious when you see things going on inside of our country. You see everything that's happening. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to the God who already knows your request, who already is working a plan in our lives. You know, and, and if we do that, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And this last one is we, we guard our hearts, but we guard our minds. Whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on those things. If you're, if you're working around inside the web or wherever you are, the computer or your phone, or, and you see stuff that, that, that isn't true and honorable, right and pure and lovely, don't read it. Don't read it. Don't listen to gossip of other people. God doesn't gossip. You know, uh, God gives us a promise. He'll guard our homes. He'll guard our families, you know, as, as we go forward. And, and he tells us how to do it. Uh, I will look with favor on a faithful land that they may dwell with me who walks in his ways blameless, shall minister me. No one who practices deceit will come before me. Don't connect with unbelievers. Don't become unequally yoked. I love that expression, unequally yoked. We don't have a lot of yoking going on today, but that means putting two animals together. I had a, what partnership is righteousness with lawlessness? Think about that. What, what, right, what partnership does Christ's righteousness have with the unrighteous, the lawless? What fellowship has light with darkness? What, is, what does Christ have with a false god Belial? What? what? What do we share with? No. Walk, avoid the stranger danger. You know, and the, and the truth is, as you get at it, abuse most often comes from those we know. Sexual abuse happens inside of a family. It's not a stranger. We let them in. We don't know their heart. We don't watch. We're not wise. They're normally related. Guard our homes. Guard our hearts from strangers. Guard our homes electronically. Watch what goes on the phones. Put, put guards on it. Computer, internet, media, movies, podcasts, emails, texts. Find out what you're looking, what's coming into your home. Look what your kids are looking at. Work with your mates to come up with, with, with systems to protect the house. Pornography is a plague upon this country right now. And it's doing nothing but increasing. 40% of teens are addicted. Not viewing commonly, but they're addicted. 79% of men between 18 and 30 view pornography regularly. This is, this is the ultimate of selfish expression. Guard our kids' hearts. Summary, be prudent. Know that there are wolves among us, and they don't look like that. They'll look just like another little baba. That's shepherd talk for sheep. <laughs> That's what, they won't look like that. You have to discern. You have to be prudent. You have to look. You have to look at fruit. You have to look at those things. Beware, they're coming at us. They're on every channel. We can't avoid them. Know that it's a spiritual battle over our hearts and our homes. It's nothing that we can be lax at. It's something that we have to be on task we have to be watchmen, knowing what's going on. Our adversaries coming at us and our families. Don't be deceived. If we let prophets in, we're going to reap what they sow. Whether it's to the flesh or to the spirit. Protect dads, moms, husbands, wives, friends. Protect each other. Join me in prayer, please. Father, we thank you that you tell us the truth, that we can stand before you with an open heart, an open mind, and trust you in your word to speak truth into our lives. You're so good. You're so available.
You're our Heavenly Father, our Dad. Thank you that you will, you will guide us, lead us, and teach us. Thank you that you will protect us in what becomes a more evil and dark world every day. Thanks in Christ's name. Amen. It was, you, were, you talked a lot about guarding you know, what's coming in the home yep. and what we watch in TV. What would you recommend for families um, on, a, on a practical note as far as like resources and tools that can help that oh, with internet yeah. and TV and DVDs sure. and things like that? Again, Amber's the, 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 the mother of all resources for Net Nanny and for other uh, computer programs that will control the net for your kids. Uh, there's also phone programs that you can put on. There's several pro, you know, uh, pornography guards. Uh, I, everyone knows, I've mentioned it enough times, I have a, a filter uh, called ClearPlay on my computer or on my DVD player that it takes out all foul language, it takes out all sex, it takes out all everything. Short movies, but it, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Some of them decide they end up silent films. It's hilarious. <laughs> but but it, it, it take, you, can, you can watch good movies and, and all the language goes away. So there's multiple ways if you want to. But boy, I tell you what, watch your kids. You have to educate them because you have to tell them why. You just can't put a guard on theirs because they're just going to go to school and they're going to look at their friend's phone. Their fr- excuse me, their friend's going to hunt them down. Hey, look at this. As it goes, and that's that that pornography just gets passed around at the schools on phones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, yeah. ask Amber. There's there's t- every every movie you want. You can go look at. Just type in Christian rating, and you you'll get the movie. You'll get the music. Mm-hmm. You'll get everything, and they'll give you the words and and everything that's taking place in there. It's, yeah, kids in um, I think kids kids in mind yep. is probably one of the most excellent sources for checking out movie reviews, and they, they are very specifically detailed about how many cuss words, how much, um, you know, violence, n- you know, nudity, all that stuff. They break it down very, very well for families for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week.